Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed the free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's a Barry. He's got his shot. Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's it. We're here again. Rick Barry with his cohort and himself. Cyrus Sagittarius has been very uh, busy uh, with his life, as I'm sure we all are. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. I've, I've been yeah. busy as well. And, uh, you know, we kind of talk about anything and everything we want to talk about with a little bit of focus on our Golden State Warriors, since they are near and dear to my heart, although sometimes it's very painful. <laughs> and, uh, I know Cyrus has got a lot of questions, a lot of things, but let's get this out of the way right away. First of all, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July celebration. And if you didn't, and if you didn't celebrate the 4th of July, then get the hell out of the country. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, I love it. I love so it. Let's, let's, you know, let's get down to it. This is this is the time. This is the kind of stuff that's going on right now. When you turn on and turn to the talking heads, is total bullshit. Okay, because all it is is using up time and getting paid to talk about stuff that's totally meaningless, and that is, you know, the trades, this, that, and the everything. You know what I'm saying here? All the time, make the trade, let them go, let them get there, and then have a substantive con- a con- conversation, an intelligent conversation about what the heck is going on and how it's working out and what might be able to happen. But to speculate about all this stuff is a waste of my freaking time. I'd rather be out <laughs> like pickleball, okay? Or going fly fishing or going for a bike ride or exercise and doing anything other than talking about what trades might take place I don't even want to get into the thing because, first of all, it's a whole new industry to be an expert on the salary cap. Yeah, it is. I mean, you really need to hire someone who is brilliant when it comes to figuring out all the ramifications of staying under the salary cap, what the penalty is going to be for this, what I mean, matching salaries for these other guys and all. Okay, so when they get all that done and, and they're talking about it, like these guys really know all this stuff, you know, and they think they got all the great information coming from that nobody else gets well the only thing that matters is what trades were made and how they play when they get there and how they work together as a team as a unit and, and not to mention rick i'm your expert sir i mean i it, <clears throat> there's maybe like five or six people who are better at it than me but i've studied this thing i've i've interviewed so-called cap experts myself and even they don't have answers for most things so i, I can help you out if you ever have any, any questions well I you know what and I don't because I don't care. Okay? I know. And that's okay. Yeah, you absolutely. And, and so it's great that you are. And so you can talk intelligently. I'm a resource for you, sir. And, I'm if a we get some questions from people, you can handle all the answers to all that bullshit. Okay. There you go. I don't want to deal with it. All right. I mean, I'm here for I you. Say, I'm, I'm Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Dirty Harry. A man <laughs> has to know his limitations. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you, Dirty Harry. And I think that is just perfect. And here, my limitations there, I don't understand the salary cap. I don't know all the nuances of it, nor do I want to know it. It's kind of like I don't want to learn how to tie flies when I go fly fishing. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for all sports, including basketball, football, baseball, boxing, golf, hockey, 
soccer, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online it's where the game starts okay it's overly I, complicated Rick. i it's am not really good at this motor fine motor skill finger thing i don't do that okay so <laughs> it's the same salary cap i don't do that don't expect anything coming from me with regard to that it's overly right. complicated, Rick. I, I feel like it's more complicated than it needs to be. And that might be by design. Uh, that is a strategy a lot of different institutions implement to make things so difficult to comprehend. You don't even want to know at that point. And then people can get away with doing all sorts of malfeasance. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. It is it is complex. I don't have all the answers, uh, but I have most of them. And it's very, it's ridiculous it, it, in terms of how, it's like a 680 page book, the CBA. Does it need to be that big? I don't think so, but here we are. <laughs> well, that's, they're trying to make it like a government agency. Yes. Which, <laughs> nobody knows what the hell is going on. <laughs> so, anyway, so what's biggest on your mind here about what's happening with the Warriors outside of this other crazy stuff? And the same thing with regard to... Uh, uh, with regard to knowing who, what's going on, the draft picks, they didn't make this, they didn't do that. Hey, if they didn't do it, they didn't do it. Okay, right. it's too bad. I mean, I'm not going to talk about something that didn't happen. Who cares? Okay, well, yeah, they tried to do something. Did it work? No, it, you know, obviously it didn't. If it works and they bring somebody in, then we can talk a little bit about it. Well, Rick, we can we can start with what they the Warriors have done. We haven't. I don't think we've hosted a show since the Warriors made the trade. Now official. Today is, I believe, the first day where. Uh, you can formally sign free agents. The moratorium is lifted where you know you don't have to just negotiate. Now you can actually uh, put pen to paper. And Chris Paul is a member of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, there uh, we go. There, okay, so there's one that happened. The other thing is Draymond Green. We talked about that before. If you guys had listened into our other shows, we said, well, if Draymond's going to stay, Jordan Poole has to go. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. They made Correct. the trip. Do we keep Jordan Poole? And it's pretty easy when you start looking and reading stories about things that actually have some meaning, like, you know, um, you know, some of the stories that are out there. Uh, uh, Kawakami came up with a good one, you know, with regard to the fact that uh, Clay Thompson wasn't a big fan of Jordan Poole. OK, and so when you have when you have two of your three main players on your team, that's had such incredible success right. over a long period of time. It's a pretty good indication uh, as to the decision that's going to be made by, you know, the management. I mean, Correct. not going to keep a guy around that two of those guys don't particularly care to have on their basketball team. And Correct. on top of it, after a huge contract, I mean, he had a nice season, averaged 20 points. I mean, hey, it's tough to average 20 points in the NBA for a lot of people, okay? 97% of the people who played the sport will never average 20 points in the, points in the NBA for one season. And he did some nice things, but man, come playoff time, I mean, he just he disappeared. He you know went to the closet and never came out. <laughs> you know, God, right, right. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe he went, went to the door. He thought, and he thought it was it was a stairway to the basement. He fell down and he never could get up. I don't know what happened, but well, he he was a shadow of himself in the playoffs. Yes, he was. A lot of people were though. Clay Thompson was too. But let me ask you this: uh, uh, you know, in the NBA, there's. On average, each year, there's 450 players, right? You got 15 roster spots, 30 teams, although most of them probably fill 14. Uh, but regardless, of those 450, in your opinion, 
How many of them could average 20 points per game? Uh, not a lot. Really? It's, it's, so it is that it is more difficult? Or well, it is... I mean, the only way it could happen is if somebody decided they were going to go ahead and make them a focal point, let them get 20 shots a game. That's what I'm saying. So let, let's say about the 450 players in the NBA, how many of them, if you made them a focal point, could give you 20 points? Disregard efficiency, disregard, oh, well, you know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, the majority of them could get 20 for you. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand if, but there's a big, that's a big little word, if, with the capital I Right, have. right. If, if they were made a focal point of the team's offense, but to score 20 points a game, if you're not the focal point, that's why Jordan Poole was not a focal point of their offense to score 20 points a game. I mean, that that's impressive. That, okay, that's what I was trying to get to, is because is he, he averaged 20 points a game, but his, his almost every shooting percentage regressed, his turnovers went up. Right. Defensively, he was a borderline traffic cone. So I guess I'm tr- I was trying to figure out if that 20 points is something that, you know. Well, can- you know, you know me. I've talked about it before. I mean, it make a big deal. I, I don't think 20 points is difficult to do. OK. OK. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's I, what mean, I'm trying to- I mean, so here's the thing. So let me I'll break it down for those of you who try to understand what, I, what I've said before who may not have heard me talk about this. So in a, in a, in a basketball game, let's say I'm going to play. I'm only going to get to play 28 to 30 minutes, which is a nice amount of minutes for a guy who's coming off the bench and doing stuff. So you're playing in that area. Yes, sir. So, okay. So you play with the team. If you play fast break basketball, you should be able to, in that amount of time, I say, get four points in transition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A layup or something off a transition. You should be able to get four points in a full game in in an up-tempo game. So that's four. Let's say that you – you average 14, 12, let's just go low, 12 shots a game. Okay. So if you take 12 shots a game and let's say you take 12 shots a game, let's make it 14 and you get 11 three-pointers. So you get 11 two-point shots and three three-pointers in a game and you only make one three-pointer. So now that's five, right? You're up to seven. Okay. Seven. You get one offensive rebounds, hustling, doing stuff and try to get one of those in a game. You're up to nine. Now, you're going to get the ball and get those shots, but you're also going to drive to the basket and try to get to the free throw line. Let's say you could try. You should be able to get yourself five points at the free throw line. Where are you? 16? Uh, I got, yeah, five yeah. points there. You're at 16 points, right? You had, you had six eights. You're, so now you had 11 shots. Hell, if you only made four out of 11 or three out of 11 shots, you had 20. There you How go. How hard is it to get 20? There you go. So, <clears throat> and, and but, but here's the thing. You have to have a well-rounded game. Right. You can't be one or two-dimensional. Correct. I agree wholeheartedly. Right? And if you don't know how to play good team defense, the individual defense should not be the criteria whether a player plays or not. It should be his team defense. Because you win with team defense, not individual defense. That's a bonus. Somebody to go out and say, I'm going to buy the guy because he's a great individual defender. Well, if he sucks as a team defender, I'm not really that interested in him. Okay, because because if he's a great individual defender, a good player is going to kick his butt a bunch of times. You get a lot of easy baskets and my the other guys are going to have to you know cover for him. But everybody should be covering for one another in, t- in team defense. Nobody should be able to get an easy basket. Right. Drive, 
anybody dribble a ball off the floor, he gets all the way to the basket. Boy, that team should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> I'm with you. I totally agree. Seriously. And so that's, that's the criteria. And I want team defenders. I want guys who understand help defense, who understand ball-man relationship, who understand rotations and can help and shut things down. I, that's what you want. And that's what you have to focus on. Right. And that's and then if you get a guy who's a tough defender who can make a guy work a little harder, because as you know, I don't feel anybody can shut down a, a scorer. I mean, it's never going to happen. The greatest defender will never shut down a great scorer. That's I, it's never going to happen. I'd shut you down, Rick, in a second. I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. If you had a gun. Okay. So here's the thing. Is that that's the important part of it. And if you get those guys who are tough individual defenders, that makes your defense tougher. Why? Because the good players have to work harder, take a few more shots, but he still has to be a team defender. It's yes, critical. Sir. And side critical note, even with the even even with the gun, I don't think I could stop you. But but continue. On. Well, yeah, with the gun, you can stop a lot. Of <laughs> <I don't... laughs> but let's not talk about guns because then John Moran will get back on the show. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I'm in rare form. I'm in rare form today for some reason. I don't know. <clears throat> you're, right. you're always in rare form, and it's a good thing. I love it. Uh, but we you haven't you haven't shared your thoughts yet on uh, Chris Paul. Like, well, how do you yeah, yeah, no, well, you mentioned that. I just wanted to get the Draymond Green thing out of the way. Okay. You know, they made the commitment to him, and, you know, justifiably so. Yeah. And, I mean, just think about this. I mean, because he's getting paid so much money for the intangibles that he breaks. Not his stats. Right. You know, his stats are not overly impressive, right? Yeah, the triple singles. Triple single man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's a player. He's a triple single guy. Uh, <laughs> but... But let me ask you this. Some people are, are, are upset, members of Dub Nation, because they feel like Draymond Green was rewarded for physically assaulting a teammate of his with a four-year, $100 million contract. What are your thoughts to those folks? Well, I don't think it was a good thing that he did that. I mean, that was, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's no real cause for that. That's That's losing your composure totally and completely. I mean... You just don't do that kind of thing. I mean, you're, you're mad at somebody you don't, but you don't cold cock somebody and sucker punch him. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, and, and I think, I do think down deep inside he feels badly, but I don't oh, think yeah. he particularly likes him. He yeah, doesn't he tried- like him because he doesn't do the things that Draymond wants his teammates to do to win. Right. From the team concept. Right. 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 And that's a critical element to it. And I think, you know, I think that Clay feels the same way. I mean, he made some comments and stories I read about that as well. Uh, you know, Steph smartly didn't say anything because, you know, he, like what, what is it that you know, what people always say? Well, my mother always said, if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say anything at all. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And your wife has, has uh, emphasized that as well. Smart woman. Smart woman. Yeah. Right? Well, I think I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in uh, in Washington with uh with him, but, uh, you know, good luck to him. He's gone. He's no longer a part of the team. Correct. I'm still a little bit dismayed because I really thought that I was seeing some progress by Kaminga. And, you know, I've talked about him from the day I saw him in summer league a few years ago. Yeah. That he does have a feel for the game. He can create, he sees the court, he can make passes to people. So he, he can be that warrior kind of player. Right who looked like his three-point shooting was getting better. I mean, uh, I mean, hell, if I was Clay or Steph, I mean, I'd have that sucker out there working with him all the time to make him into the kind of player you want him to be. It'd be a 35 or better three-point shooter, 35% or better. 
Well, he is. This this last year, he shot I think thirty eight. Thirty eight. with ball. Get him up there, and his goal should be to be a forty percent three point shooter. Right. So he's improving in that area. He's got the athleticism. There's some things yeah, that I'd like to show him that you know help him get to the best. He uses athleticism even more in his quickness, and but you know he can finish strong. Uh, you know he he he, he makes some plays. Sometimes you go, oh boy, wish I could do that. Right. Uh, you know and. and and he and he's working, you know, trying to play the defense. But I, I just thought he was. I thought he has a big upside. I think he still does have a big upside. I really do. But I don't know for whatever reason. And as I say before, I'm not at practice. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the inner workings of what's taking place when they're all together uh, and getting ready for games and doing things. But something had to happen for him to um, for him to not hardly play. Well, you know, and let me know. I'd love your thoughts on this, uh, Steve Kerr said the reason why he didn't play in the postseason was because of the fact that Andrew Wiggins came back. I guess that's where a lot of Kaminga's minutes came from in the second half of the season. And I thought he rewarded Kerr with, with that opportunity. I thought he played exceptionally. Uh, and, and the measurables confirmed that. Um, but between Gary Payton II coming back at the very end of the season and then Andrew Wiggins coming back, uh, Kerr's expl- explanation was that there just wasn't room for Kaminga, to me, that's a very rigid way of thinking. It's like, why lock him into that one position? Why not have both those guys play together? W- what are your thoughts on that? That's, but that was what Kerr said. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you that it's the times you can play them together. But I think the, the, the determining factor is how well are the guys that he wants to give the minutes to play? Right. I mean, I, I don't think during that series that I don't, I, for sure, Wiggins wasn't shooting the ball really well. He was no. horrible a couple of games. Correct. Especially from three point range, and and so you know, so maybe if that's the case, you give the other guy a shot and see if he's doing it. And hey, I want you to go in there. You'll look for your three. If he's making them, well, now you want to keep him in there because he's doing a little better job of that. Um, you know, but you know, I'm not saying taking anything away from Wiggins. Remarkable that he played as well as he did, missing as much time as he did. Right. Uh, but that was the one thing I was concerned about. But actually, um, he he did he did very well considering that, but his outside shooting was not good. I mean, he was really bad in a couple of games, especially. For yeah, I mean, there was a, one of the games. I think hell, if he had just shot any kind of a decent percentage for three point range, they would have won. One yeah, I think games. over two, over a two game span, I think he was like three for sixteen from from yeah, or something, maybe worse than that. It was yeah, maybe bad. worse. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, but you know, and again, that's what the coaches. That's what he's you know getting paid for. You, you got to go sometimes with your gut feeling. You know, seeing things. Yeah. Sometimes you make the right move. Sometimes you don't make the right move. And it's easy to sit there and be a, you know, to second guess a coach and uh, to be a backseat driver or whatever other cliche you want to use. And a lot of people have a tendency to do that, especially especially the talking heads. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little uh, a re- reduction in the talking heads. ESPN laid off some folks there. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, a whole bunch of people they laid yeah. off. Yeah. They, they really did. I mean, but let me they, ask you this. I, I agree with you that, you know, it's 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 a bit disingenuous to to second guess to play the Monday Monday morning quarterback role. But Mike, there's another it, cliche, the Monday morning quarterback. That's another one. You know, back yeah, to but, quarterback. But, but do you think it's valid to have the, the, that kind of criticism if the coach or whoever is in charge making these decisions is repeating the mistake over and over? Well, if he's making those decisions and the team is losing, hell yes, you do. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's pretty hard to find a lot of fault with what the decisions that Steve Kerr's made over the years, considering the record and what the team's been able to accomplish. You know, so, but I I, I do hope that Kaminga gets an opportunity to be, uh, you know, to get a little bit more time. I guess since what Peyton's left, 
that. Uh, uh, Wait, that, who left? Uh, you mean Paul? Huh? You mean Paul? Who? Do you mean Jordan Poole? You just said Peyton. No, Jerry Poole. Peyton. I, I thought that I read that he was leaving. Maybe he hasn't. He's still on the team. He's still on the okay. team as of I, now. Yeah. I thought maybe, okay. I, you know what? That, that was just one of those speculations. They were throwing his name into the hopper for a trade that could be made. That's what maybe. it was. Maybe. Because he's going to make about $9 million next year. So his name has been thrown in for these hypotheticals. But yeah. he's still with the team. I, but Chris Paul, I, I, I'm dying to know what you think about his fit on the Warriors. And the reason why... I'm very skeptical, and, it's, and this is obvious, but again, I love your thoughts. A, he's 38 years old. B, he's, he's six feet tall. Um, so it doesn't help with the size issue. This reeks to me of the 2013 Lakers when they made a, des a desperation uh, a move to get Steve Nash, who was also 38 years old that year. It didn't pay off. What are your thoughts on Chris Paul being with the Warriors? Well, it will all depend upon how healthy he is, how healthy he stays, more importantly. Right. Um, you know, he could be healthy to start the season, but he, he's had a uh, propensity to uh, come up with injuries. Uh, so the, experience, the experience that he has is great. Um, bringing somebody like him in to come off the bench to be able to, to play some, but is he going to play the Warriors brand of basketball? Right. Okay, because the Warriors brand of basketball is not ball dominant. Correct. Okay. And so it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that role. Agreed. Uh, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of question marks with that. A lot of question marks. You know? And here's and here's another one just to throw in throw into the question marks. Uh, Mark Spears of ESPN reported that Chris Paul is. I'm not, and who knows if this is actually true, but he is he's fairly credible. He reported that Chris Paul is going to start for the Warriors. Now, I, I, you and I, I think, see this the same way, which is that Chris Paul, his value would be most ideal coming off the bench to help a second unit with a lot of young players like like well, Kaminga. Well, Moody. who the hell else is going to start then if he starts? Kevon uh, so, Looney. So, so Steph Curry is going to be... Uh, no, Kevon Looney would go to the bench. They're going to go super small? Correct. Wow. That, <laughs> wow. See, I don't like it. Yeah, see, that's that's how I feel too. Wow. That's, yeah, so this is where we Draymond are. Green will be the center? Correct. Okay. Draymond Correct. Green Center. Clay's going to play three. Correct. Steph's going to play two, one, and Wiggins at the four. Correct. Wow. Yeah, agree. That's how I feel too. Wow. Well, like, that, well, I'm just saying that'll be very, very interesting to see what teams do against that type of a lineup. Will they go and try to abuse Draymond, the guys that have a big guy, to stick him in the post and just post him up and get him in foul trouble and get him out of the game? But if that's not their brand or style of basketball, then – they're trying to do something that they don't really do maybe that well it's going to be kind of that'll be fun to see they're going to cause a lot of a lot of teams are going to have nightmares about thinking what that what kind of lineup am i going to put out there to go against that warrior to defend that yeah but but the, the offense i don't think is any, what anyone's worried about yourself included it sounds like but the defensive side and the fact that they're old and that's just a lot of wear and tear i i don't know i don't know i'm i'm not happy honestly no it's going to be very intriguing to see that but i again and well, he's intelligent enough to know how to play that brand of basketball and to play it. I mean, obviously. Right. But then, then when you're talking about, so who is going to be guarding who on this team? And that's going to have to be a great concerted team defensive effort. Right. Because, you know, I mean, you've got Wiggins who can play some pretty darn good defense and all individually. But it's it's got that's total and completely team defensive situation now. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always echo your sentiments in that. A anytime I'm, I'm, you know, brought on as a guest for another show or I talk about defense, I always quote you 
and and reference you in terms of your emphasis for team defense and how that is what is important, not the individual aspect of it. If you want to be successful, um, but with but with that said, I mean, look, the average height in the NBA for a player is six seven. Uh, you know, and, and the Warriors starting lineup is going to be diminutive. I mean, with that height, can team defense still be successful? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it can be. Well, here's the thing to beat to beat that. I mean, you've got small guys. You can jump switch everything. Right. OK, so you could take away three point shots a lot. So, you know, that's going underneath. You just, hey, let's just jump it. Shit. You jump out and take the guy. Nobody's getting that wide open three. Right. Stop them from getting threes and maybe they're abusing you inside. But, you know, the game has changed. It used to be, you know, the team that scores the most points inside the paint is usually the one that wins games back. in Correct. the That's not the case anymore. Correct. <laughs> and so now they've got a bunch of guys that can, if they can knock down threes and shoot threes at a very high efficiency rate, hey, you're beating me up inside and getting your two-point shots, but we're going down and getting threes. The last time I checked, 10 threes is better than 20, you know, it's just as good as 20, 20, well, uh, 10 threes is just as good as, what, 15 twos. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So it it does make for, for me, it would make for intriguing viewing. To, 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 I'll be intrigued to see how teams deal with it yes and sir the kind of defense that they play. <laughs> to me, i can only see it working if you're jump switching things right right but what you have to do with that lineup is you're going to make them have to beat you it's in, it's interesting before it always be you know you want to make the other team beat you from the perimeter what the warriors is going to be you're going to have to beat us from inside it really is an interesting dynamic it is you're absolutely right i Steve Kerr is going to either look like an absolute genius or this might be the last year we see him as coach of the Warriors. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> There's still a whole lot of time left. Who knows if, if you know, because somebody might want somebody like Chris Paul on a team. You never know. I right. mean, you just never know. I mean, sometimes you do something to try to pull something else off and nobody sees that and it's kind of hidden. And that's what's maybe you try. Who you don't know? We don't know. Something well, else possibly happen well let me, i love your thoughts on this and i was going to present this basically as an as an entire angle on, on the next lock on warriors i host which is that you know a lot of fans are very frustrated with the warriors right now because they've done virtually nothing this offseason except re-sign draymond green and that was expected uh they added well, wait a Corey, second they got they got rid of jordan Poole. right right well well, well <clears throat> what i'm saying in terms of free agency uh, in terms of free agent signings, like because th- right now they have three open roster positions still they, they need to fill. And so in terms of free agency, all they've done is re-sign Draymond and add Corey Joseph, who I think is a sound point guard. And it's, to me, a vast upgrade versus Ty Well, where Terrell. is he going to play if Chris Paul's starting? <laughs> is he yeah, he'll, come on, he'll come off the bench. But, yeah, uh, no, but I, he, understand, but, I understand that, but I'm just saying. Anyway, okay, so that's yeah, they got him. He's a nice little nice player and all. But here's the deal is that it does come down to what you're saying. It all bends up. What? How does your bench going to do for you? You got to have a bench to play. The Warriors have always been successful when they've won championships because their bench performed at a high level of competition. Agreed. You know, agreed. They, in some cases, at, at, during some of those years and everything, hell, the bench would come in and get a lead and they'd play better than the starters. But you have to be able to to at least, you know, hold fort, right? In other words, you, you, you can't have the bench come in and all of a sudden the other team, you know, gets 10 points on them real quick or something like that. Right. And so it's an, it's an important element and you're right. They haven't been able to pick up some veteran people. I'm surprised. I think, I think why I think a lot of people and these other players are thinking there's other teams that are younger that I might be able to go to that I could possibly help to win a championship because the Warriors have gotten a little old. 
You know, they really don't have any size. Right. Uh, you know, so it may very well be that the allure of going to play for the Golden State Warriors is not what it once was. In fact, it, is, it, it isn't. It isn't. Let's but here's, here's, here's what I was going to uh, w- just to add to that. Here is my here's my theory. And I'm, I'm curious to know what you think about this. Last year, uh, the Warriors didn't really add anyone of significance with the veteran minimum either. And that's all they could offer to uh, prospective free agents. They signed Dante DiVincenzo, but they got him on a mid-level exception. He would not have come uh, for a veteran minimum. But what they did do is wait and then uh, sign Jermichael Green from the buyout market. Um, and, and look, Jermichael didn't pay off the way they'd hoped. Maybe it would have if he'd actually played a little more. But regardless, it, it didn't work out. But, but, but point is... Do you think that what the Warriors are doing, they've struck out on, on Dario Saric. Uh, their tallest player is 6'9". Mason Plumlee is another player who they missed out on. But do you think their strategy is to stay patient and wait for the buyout market? Because I can't think of anything else logically that makes sense besides what you said. Every player is just not interested anymore because they don't think this team's going to win the title. Do you think the buyout market, do you think waiting for buyout market players is the strategy here? That's what well, I think. But strategy, they may not have any choice. <laughs> So there's a big difference between having a strategy and doing what you what is the only thing left to do. Right? You're absolutely right. So, I mean, so who knows? I mean, right now, right now, you would have to say this team doing stuff with what they have. I don't see them having a chance to repeat as champions. No, same, same. I don't either. I their tallest player is six nine, Rick. What's 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 going on there? Why well, do you think there's yeah. well the six nine, but he doesn't, but he can't score. Correct. There are two six nine guys that are not scores. You're right. I'm they, saying, they, they, that's the problem. That was the problem they had against the Lakers. <clears throat> You're absolutely correct. Because when they had Draymond, when they had Draymond and Kevin and, and Kevon on the on the floor, what Davis and, and LeBron just packed the freaking middle. Remember the one game where the Warriors shot unbelievable three point range, they destroyed the Lakers from three point range and lost the game. Why? The Warriors got five points at the free throw line. The Lakers got 25. Right. <laughs> There's a 20-point differential from the free throw line. Why? Because they couldn't. They didn't go to the middle. There was nowhere to go, and they didn't attack. You have to have a well-balanced attack to win. you got to get points at the free throw line. you got to go to the basket, try to get them in foul trouble. You have to make some mid-range shots, and you got to hit the threes. I mean, you really do have to try and play well-rounded. That was one of the most one-sided games I've ever seen the Warriors play. I mean, they I mean, they rarely ever went to the basket. Yeah, that was that, That's a game where I'm saying where a guy like Kaminga, to me, would have been a guy who was, go tack the basket, man. Agreed. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I don't understand this, this Don Nelson – uh, philosophy again. I mean, I, I feel like I, me personally, I, I, this is what Don Nelson wanted. It was this small ball type thing. It didn't work. I feel like it's worked in recent years for the Warriors because they had two of the greatest shooters ever. Uh, but they're on. The, but well, at least one of them's on the decline. I don't. I don't understand this strategy. Um, do you want to? Uh, you know, the, the big three. Who you're a head coach. You you you're, you're the well. Listen, let's get some of because we talked about stuff that'll probably be repetitive. So let's get some of these. I was going to lead into that. I, uh, D Riley here actually was going to ask about the big three because Ice Cube came out publicly, and I wanted to get your sentiments. But we can listen to his question as well. Uh, here's D Riley. Hey Rick, what's your thoughts behind Ice Cube coming out vocally? Uh, about the NBA and specifically Adam Silver with his perception that the NBA is not behind uh, the big three. 
what's your thoughts on Well, first of all, I don't know all the particulars on it. If Cube feels that way, who I happen to like a great deal, he's really a, a, a terrific guy, a terrific person. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact he's given me a chance to stay around the game and, you know, do the coaching and all. And yeah. Although my team, we lost the game. Like, oh, God, still haunting me from last week. But anyway, that's another story. Um, if indeed the NBA is doing something like that, shame on them. I mean, seriously. I mean, just, you know, stay, take care of your own house. Do what you got to do to keep the game where it needs to be. Focus on all of that stuff. I mean, there's no way that the big three is a threat to the NBA right. in right. any way, shape or form. I mean, seriously. In fact, I would think that, you know, except for the fact they're paying guys so much money or something now, I mean, for an opportunity for a guy to go ahead and play and stay in good shape and show up at training camp in good shape might not be a bad idea if I haven't played in the big three. Because I tell you what, it's it's not a boy's game. <laughs> yes, sir. It's a man's game. It's pretty physical. But Dude, you, Tony you, Allen's in your league now. Huh? Tony Allen just signed up for the big three, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Really? I, yeah, it was yesterday, I think, or today. Yeah, he's not, and he's he's a man. He's a grown man. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be, uh, you know, it's interesting. And, and you know, they're working hard to try to do it. It's a different brand and fun style of basketball, you know, in, during this time of the year in the summertime. But I, I don't see it. If anything, I don't know why they wouldn't just work, you know, work together. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, mean, I just think that they're doing, it's like, I was so, it's like pickleball, which you know I'm really big into. Yeah. Finally, the pickleball people got together. I've been saying for the last few years, I said, have you people not learned your lesson from the history of sports in this country? <laughs> I mean, do you remember the NFL and the AFL? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember hockey, what happened with the two leagues? Do you remember basketball, what happened? I said, my God, all you're going to do is spend a ton of money and you're going to, and you're biting, you're fighting each other. Work together. Yep. Come on. I love you know, the big they three. They've got the PPA, and then they have the APP. And I mean, you know what they do? Come together, work it out, have the APP be the feeder league for the PPA so the players can go there. It's like being in the minor leagues, right? You're playing mm-hmm. now, chance to go to the majors and work together, have your tournaments in different cities. Don't ever compete against one another. I, I mean, seriously, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out, does it? I mean, no. seriously. Just work no. together. I mean, they could do stuff with the NBA. Why would they not work together? Come on. It, it sounds very petty from the NBA's part of what I see. Well, I don't know if it's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I do know that, you know, under David Stern, the NBA wanted to always control everything. I mean, uh, totally. And right. so, uh, but I, I don't see where this is an issue. Summer, I mean, if anything, is maybe competing or to go and watch the WNBA. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the reasons. I, I don't know. But. Hopefully they're not doing that. And, you know, if Cube feels that they are, and then, you know, then you're just, you have to work around it. I mean, mm-hmm. you, like you said, you got to play the cards you're dealt. I can use cliches all day long. And, and so if you're dealt a bad hand, you know, that's why you got to learn how to play bridge. <laughs> well, and never mind the fact that I, I, the NBA's biggest issue right now, which Silver is in denial about, is this load management crap. You have players taking nights off left and right, and it's such a disservice to the fans. And, and Adam Silver thinks there's no issue there. I, I don't, but the big three is a problem. Apparently, I don't. That makes no sense. Yeah, well, there is no. There is the issue with that is is that there has to be. There's like I say, no way ever that a player who isn't legitimately injured should ever not play a game on the road, especially right? a Western Conference team going to the East or East coming to the West because they only come one time, and that's strong on so many different levels. Uh, it just should not never, ever, ever be allowed. Seriously. In fact, there should, I think it should be mandatory that if you're going to give load management, you have to give load management at a home game. 
I, I love that. I love that idea. It's a massive disservice to the fans to just have their stars just sitting out left and right when they're healthy. I, I It's crazy. And it's showing. It's affecting attendance numbers. It's affecting ratings. And Adam Silver is pretending like there's no issue there. I don't, I don't understand it. but Well, there is an issue. And the other thing that they should do is, I don't know, you, you, people pay. and It's star power that works. Yeah, it used to be to promote the teams. But still, it's still the stars are on these different teams. And I, I think, you know, that if a guy plays and he gets his sixth foul, he doesn't foul out of the game. No, okay. it's a, you, you have a penalty. He, the other team gets the free throw and they get the ball back. Ooh, I like that. But you keep the star player in the game. If you choose, the coach can choose to let him stay in the game, knowing full well if he commits another foul, okay, the other team gets their free throw, whether it's one or two, and they get the ball back. I, I love That's that. That's a major decision to make on the part of, of a coach. I absolutely love that. Do you like the, by the way, the NBA is going to give coaches a second challenge if they're successful in the first. Do you like that rule? Change? Definitely. Same. Yeah. yeah same. I'm, see, I just had a big talk today with, <laughs> I was dinner at, 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 on July 4th with my friend. He's not a big fan. He said, well, I don't like, you know, that instant replay and all that stuff. I here's me. I said, look, if you were a player, and you ever were involved in something where you're putting your heart, body, and soul into trying to win a championship. That's what your goal is as a professional athlete. And you get a chance, especially in the playoffs, where you're getting down to the nitty-gritty. And a call is made that's possibly human error. And it can be overturned or rectified by any type of electronic or technical device. I say use it. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. I'm with you. Absolutely. By the way, before we get to the rest of the questions, uh, I don't know if I, I asked you this, but Rick, did you like the trade when it's all said and done? Jordan Poole and the two uh, draft picks for Chris Paul? Well, that's obviously probably all they could get. <laughs> <laughs> well, because first of all, hey, they were unloading a big contract. They were. And they tried to get OG Ananobi. That was reported. The Raptors said no. Uh, so you might be right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. obviously, you don't think that they would have tried to get more? I, I'm assuming they try to get more, <clears> and <throat> that's the best that they could get. And so whether or not it turns out to be a good trade or not is all going to depend <laughs> upon who they choose with those draft picks or what they do with them down the road. <clears throat> but that just right. shows you, it shows you how that was a real issue. Yeah. Yes, it okay? was. Because to only get that, and to let go a guy that was a 20-40 game scorer that you just gave a big contract to and you were still willing to get rid of him for a couple of draft picks, that, that tells you how critical it was. In oh, their, no, Rick, Rick, they the gave people. up draft picks. They didn't get draft picks. No, I'm not talking about, yeah, yeah, I'm, okay, <laughs> yeah, they, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, that's right. They gave up the draft picks. I mean, that makes it even worse. They gave up pool. They're, they're two of their draft picks from last year and two future draft picks. So. Five assets total for thirty-eight yeah, year old. Yeah, for a 38-year-old who we don't know what he's going to wind up doing. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, on the surface, it's all going to come down to what he does. Is, right, he, right. is he going to play well enough to be worth doing that? Uh, I don't know because draft picks are important because it's all about the players, folks. I mean, I don't care. You just hope you get a coach that doesn't screw things up, but you got it. You have to get the right players. And the more choices and opportunities you have to make those selections, if you know what you're doing, the better the chance of rebuilding your team and keeping them to be a competitive team and to be able to vie for a championship. And so giving up draft picks, like you say, I mean, on the surface, it, on the surface, I would say majority of people would say it wasn't a great trade. 
Yeah, it was. I, I agree with you. It was I think it was almost entirely to get rid of that contract. Yeah. Four years, one hundred twenty something million, and the fact that he didn't get along with most of the veterans. Um, but thanks for correcting me, the senior mom. I forgot that they gave away the two draft picks. Yeah. I mean, so so that just makes it even more difficult to be able to to rebuild because you have you know two less choices that you have to perhaps pull somebody if you really know what you're doing. That could be a real find that yeah. people overlook and. Um, but I, I, I still am dumbfounded some by the kind of choices some of these teams make for players who, uh, and I don't watch it as closely. If I if I did, I'd probably go crazy over some of the choices that they make. But even some of the moves that they make when they pick players that you already know what they can and can't do, and they say, "My, this guy has glaring weaknesses. Why the hell you want him?" Right, <laughs> Rick. How many rounds of the draft were there when you played? Oh, a whole bunch, like five or some some stupid number. Yeah. Is, is two a good, a correct number for you now? Like, would you support going to adding a third round? Like, do you like where it's at now? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I mean, because now you have fifteen men on your roster. I mean, it's like seventeen really, because you got two two way guys and possibly three two way guys now with the part of this new CBA. Oh, is that what it may be? Three? Two-way? Yeah, yeah. And it's and, the, the, and again, this goes to how ridiculously over complex it is. The the three two way spots that's only going to exist. If the majority of NBA teams have 15 players on the roster, if the NBA sees a trend where most teams are only feeling 14 because they have that third two-way, they're going to revoke the third two-way. In other words, the NBA as a collective whole, the 30 NBA teams, has to average 14 and a half players on their rosters or more for the three three two-way players to exist. Otherwise, they're going to revoke it and go back down to two. It's really... It isn't necessary to make it that complex, but uh, well, it is kind of strange because the thing is, is uh, man, how do you make the choice between sending guys down or not? Because let's face it, if you've got the 13th, 14th, and 15th guy on a roster, he's not gonna play very much, right? <laughs> so, I mean, so uh, what would they allow them to have those, and then you send all f- and those three and the two two by guys send all five of those guys down to the G League? Yeah, I mean, there's no rule against sending players on your roster to the G League, uh, regardless of their status. Well, look, um, my point about my point being is is that why do I want to have at least three guys or more? Because I'm I'm being generous when I say only three, I mean, three of the 15 down to go play in the G League with the two two-way guys and have five guys down there at least playing and being in shape and running the same system right. that running, ready to go, because the other guys might be at a disadvantage, you know, that 11th and 12th guy, because he's not going to play very much. I mean, how many people go 12 deep? Right, right, right. And 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 again, in case you, I, I'm, I'm, you probably know this, I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, uh, just basic information, but the two-way players can only play 50 games at the most. And they're not eligible for the postseason. Um, just to add that caveat to it. Uh, yeah. So do you want to hear yeah. from more folks? Yeah, but that's the thing that I'm still saying. You still have the 15 guys who still right. can go down and play. Right. Right. So you could have, in theory, 18. Yes. And, and then you get the other guys. So now you can have, yeah, and you can send the team down there probably the most. Correct. Of them. And then, then the other, here's the thing. And then the G League guys, you just get a whole bunch of guys at minimum for what the G League salary is. I would yeah. think from, a, from an economic standpoint, that would make the most sense. Then you're also cutting back down. Well, of course, it's not that big a deal because the guys are flying, you know, charter planes and all. So it's not a big deal. You're not paying for first class tickets. Right. So, I, yeah. I, I just I mean, to me, that would seem to be the most sense. You got guys who will be in shape playing, getting an opportunity to 
be ready to go. And then if they're doing really well, you can then pull them back up. And maybe that 11th or 12th guy that was playing, you didn't do well. Well, let's send him back down there. I would, I would, to me personally, if there was three, three two-way guys, I would send six guys down to the play in my team. <laughs> do you have, a, do you have any thoughts on the two draft picks the Warriors uh, selected? Do you, uh, any, have you done research or are you familiar no. with either of them? No, I'll talk to them after I see them when they play what they do. Sounds I mean, good. It, well, and the first one they got, everything he's hurt. The second one. Uh, the first one, that, I said one of the ones, the other guy got hurt. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, well, this is, that's a weird thing, too. It's, it, they said that it was a hamstring injury, but then, interestingly enough, like, he didn't, he wasn't uh, under contract, and then they just announced a four-year deal for uh, a Trace Jackson Davis. It makes me wonder if maybe the contract situation played a part in that, because the injury wasn't announced until literally, like, a minute before tip-off. Yeah, but did, um, you read, did you read his history? Trace Jackson, you mean in college? Yes, as a college player, he's exemplary. Yeah, but he, but he also had injuries. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's not very durable. Is what no, I read, I was just reading about the fact he had an injury, missed some things with his back here or whatever it was, oh. there, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So was this another one of these guys that's, you know, now all of a sudden he's got a hamstring pull, right? Oh, I hope not. I That, I mean, that would so, suck. That, that, yeah, I mean, that's always an unknown. I mean, you just never really know what's going to be, the, you know, what the case is going to be with that. I mean, you know. Who would have thought that, you know, what happened to Bill Walton, what happened to Bill Walton and a whole bunch of other guys that, you know, had the injuries, uh, Greg Oden. I mean, you know, it's, there's a litany of, of, of players that that's happened to. And that's why these guys are so lucky to be getting these freaking three, four, five year guaranteed contracts. You know, I mean, I, 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 I was the second pick. I had to make the team. I never know guaranteed contract. That's crazy. They didn't know they didn't they didn't give guaranteed contracts out to the draft picks back then. That's incredible, man. Yeah, you you missed out on a lot that these players take for granted now. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Trace Jackson Davis's uh, college career, and it looks like he played all his games. His sophomore year, he missed a few, but uh, he was he played 32 games last year. So hopefully that means he well, is durable. But we'll yeah, see. well, hopefully he is. But I think before so. that, something, and then I read something about him. Is he the one that got hit in the head? You know, I didn't hear he that brain That's... surgery and he had brain surgery. Wasn't he the guy that had as a young kid because he got hit in the head and they had to do some brain surgery on him because there was a I, I don't know. I, I thought I was reading. I thought that's who it was that I was reading about. But the bottom line, as I told you, I, right. I don't care what somebody did in college. It's irrelevant to me. If I watched him, I would tell you whether I like him as a player or not. I really didn't see him. I haven't seen video. Um, You're I, right. If I were to watch video of him, I would tell you, I would tell you, I could just watch a few things and tell you whether or not I think he has the, the one element, as you know, that I think characteristic and quality that is so essential. Does he have a natural feel for the game? Right. And that, and that, and when you told me that uh, you saw that in Kaminga from, from the 2021 summer league, that melted my heart, sir. I, that, that was incur incredibly encouraging. And I do hope he gets a more of a run this year. I, I don't know how the Warriors are successful without Kaminga and Moses Moody. I like Moody too. Uh, getting an actual role, getting real minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that I, was weird. That was weird, too, because they were playing the two-way guys a lot. And then come playoff time, all of a sudden, Moody was getting a lot of minutes. Yeah, don't get me started on that. I, I, I'll, that will, I, you know, I'm going to play the music just because that drives me crazy. Let me ask you this, Rick. I, I would love your thoughts, by the way. Do you think the fact that uh, Kerr would oftentimes play a two-way player like Anthony Lamb over uh, Jermichael Green, do you think that plays a part in free agents turning down the Warriors? I, I can't speak for the other people. I don't know what goes through their head. My only thing I would say that is that agents are looking and doing stuff and guys at this stage trying to do something. A lot of the guys are going only for the money. Right. Okay. 
the guys who really care a lot and do have some ability or can bring something to a team are probably, I would assume if they've not been on a championship team are hoping to get on one because then some guys, when they get on them, now they're going after the money because they made the championship team. And now it's about the money. Right. Uh, never going to be the big star. And so if you evaluate it and just looking as, you know, as much as I love the Warriors and, and, and pull and root for them and want them to do well, I can't, honestly say that looking at this team right now the way it's structured that i could say that they are a team that's in contention for being an nba champion next year i, I just I can't i can't honestly say that i agree i wholeheartedly agree with you yeah do you want to hear from the from the folks who yes, uh what? here's a shane barkley hey rick my question has to do with the warriors going for it all trying to win a championship with an aging team i'm curious as you got into the latter parts uh, stages of your career, what were the biggest challenges you had, and what were the types of things that helped you the most? Whether it be physical stuff or younger teammates with energy, coaching, uh, what have you. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. Well, first of all, back in my day, we didn't have the things available to them that these guys have today. I would love to be able to be playing today and have a strength coach, an agility coach, a dietitian, all the other things that these guys have, which can just <laughs> help you be play at such a freaking level. I mean, as, as good as I was playing back then, I would be so much better right now. Um, but I think the biggest factor when you get to that point is to me, and then the money was not nothing. I mean, like I said, the lowest paid guy in the NBA this year made twice as much money as I made in my best year, and he never plays. Oh, okay. four times, four times. Which no, no, no. Let's talk about the low, the minimum salary guy, the lowest paid guy in the league. I mean, yeah, they, twice they, as much as I made in my best year, and he never plays. Okay. But the minimum, the minimum guys now, I think, make one point nine million, and, and I think. That's four times. No, 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 the, no. The, the minimum salary was was not a million dollars last year. I don't think it was eighty eight hundred and something thousand. And plus, they got other benefits on top of it. So I think for, the thing for was two way like, players, correct? Around, think, for, around a million, maybe. Yeah. And it's probably going to go up because I heard that the salary cap's going up because they got more money on the team. Correct. Correct. So get back to the answer, <laughs> answering the question. Um, for me, it was always about winning. It wasn't money. I mean, I, I mean, I tell people, you know, I left the word over $10,000. It was a matter of principle. I didn't want to leave, but I did have a chance to go to probably the most talented team I've ever been on to talent wise. I mean, I was with two hall of famers, right. Moses Malone and Calvin Murphy, Mike Newland, great basketball player, smart as hell, Rudy Tomjanovich. I mean, we had, I, the talent was crazy. And so I, it came down to that. So, but the thing is, I did it because I thought I was also going to go there and play, and John Lucas was going to be the point guard, and I'd be the three. And, and he got traded, right? Manager, the general manager gave him up for compensation. You didn't have to give compensation. That wasn't, was ridiculous. Wasn't so Dunley on that team being the point guard for the team, basically? You know, being right, right. This and hardly shooting, and you know, trying to help these guys out and just trying to win. So it was crazy. It shortened my career because I could have played two, three more years easily because I was healthy. Sorry, I, yeah. I hadn't felt so good. I hadn't felt so good in ten years after my last season when I had my knee scoped and the doctor found something bigger than as big as a silver dollar and thicker wedged in the back of my knee. And he said to me, he "says How did you play with this?" I said, "I didn't know it was there." You know what I mean, was it? it was I never felt, I felt so good. Oh my god! And, and but I never got to play. So. Uh, I wanted to win. What was so that I thing? don't know. I don't know what these guys are doing, but they have so much at their disposal to keep themselves. Jerry West had told me 28 to 32, 
will be your best years. But it's actually better than that now because of all of the sophistication of the training and the diet and everything else. So basically from 28, probably up to at least 34 or 35. I mean, and maybe even beyond. I mean, look at LeBron the year he had at 38 years of age. Why? He spends a fortune and he works out and does all of these things. So it shows you what can be done. And then then you got to be lucky that you don't have an injury because they're fluky things, right? You come down on somebody's foot, whatever it might be. Um, Yeah. So the bottom line is, is that I think guys now, a lot of them are doing it for the money because the money's so crazy. Mm -hmm. And there are those out there that are doing it to possibly, you know, be on a championship team. And so it's up to the personnel, you know, the people to pick the right personnel to be able to have a champion. And it all comes down to me, a feel for the game, unselfish and an attitude about wanting to win and contribute to a championship team. And, and if they have an ego and stuff, they have no business being on my team. I don't want them on my team if they got a big ego because it's no longer, I tell people, I told players before, actually the Warriors had me come in and talk. I said, look, if you want to make it work this year, guys, take your ego and stick it in the freaking closet because <laughs> it's no longer you. It's not about you anymore. It's about this team and what you can do to help this team be successful and go out there and do it. And then it's up to the coach to hopefully put in the right kind of, because you call anything you have as a system, but the system should be totally predicated on the talent of offensively, especially on the talent that you have. Right. And, and so many times that is not the case. You played with uh, Dunleavy's dad on that team too. Am I mistaken on that? Was, was he on Yeah, there? Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Okay, fact, gotcha. One of, the, one of the coaches told Mike, Mike, you know, you're not a very good shooter and stuff, so I don't want you shooting the ball from out there. I, I said, what? What are you watching? I'm thinking to myself, are you watching the same player I'm watching? I think two years, well, he got fired. And I think one or two years later, Mike either, either led the league in three-point shooting or was one of the leaders in three-point shooting. But he was told by his coach that he's not a very good shooter. I was told <laughs> I can't run the pick and roll play. Seriously. I made a freaking living off the pick and roll play. Right. It's still, it's still, to this day, is not run as effectively and as efficiently as it should be run. And boy, if I was on TV, they would hate me because I would break it down and just show you how bad it is. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love your honesty, Rick. I absolutely adore it and respect it and dig it. Do you want to hear from LB? Let's do it. Here's LB. Good afternoon, Rick and Cyrus. Uh, my question is about uh, the young guys, Moody and Kaminga especially. Uh, it seemed like uh, during the middle of the season they got playing time, and then when the uh, other guys came back from being hurt, that they their playing time diminished, and they really didn't feel comfortable out there find a role for them. Uh, and I feel that the... It just ended there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was getting a little windy, but that's okay. We talked about this. I mean, if he's been listening, you've heard our answer to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think they have no choice but to give these guys an opportunity and hope that they develop quickly. Yes. Quickly. I mean, that's the thing I was most disappointed in at the beginning of the season is that, you know, we had the situation with Wiseman and all, and three of their top guys. I said, what the hell is going on here? I mean, one's not even playing. The other guys aren't getting time. The other guy's hurt. I mean, my God. I mean, I mean, and I think you know there was a statement that you brought up to me that I had when I when I read it or heard about it. What uh, Bob Myers had said, yeah, but you know you got to play a guy. Yeah, well, yeah, referring, yeah, the, the, yeah, he, he, and that was that was I think the the first really clear sign there was something wrong behind the scenes 
when Bob Myers literally said, what's the point in signing a big if your coach isn't going to play him? Uh, you know, like, yeah, that was so. And, and just to clarify, LB, uh, Moses Moody uh, was was Kaminga was playing in the regular season. Moses Moody was not. Moses no, Moody. Moses during the regular season. That's what I'm saying. He he hardly played at all. Yeah. He's playing yeah. the, the, the two way guys. The next thing I know, in the playoffs, all of a sudden he's in there playing 20 minutes or more. Yeah. A game. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy for him. I mean, yeah, I mean he's a nice player, but yeah, they got to get some guys developing really quickly. And then the whole big thing is now, what are they going to do with those extra roster spots? Are they going to be able to pick somebody up that's got some experience that can be a bona fide addition to the team to help them be successful. They were able to do that so often. I mean, you, you hope now that maybe, maybe uh, Chris Paul will, will be kind of like what Andre Iguodala was for the team back in the days who came here as a big name guy, came right. off the bench. And then the same thing with, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm going to draw a blank on his name. The lefty, uh, the, the new lefty, Brandon Pajemski. The forward, no, the forward for the Warriors back in those days who was a, a starter and was willing to come off the bench. In fact, I actually have a, a card that I'm trying to get him a signed. Lefty. Um, uh, I mean, I know that Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala. Well, Sean, Sean did a great job, Iguodala, but back, even before that, Sean. Oh, David it, West? David, David, no, uh, no, David West was was a good guy. Another one that added to that, but it was. Uh, oh, 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 uh, the white guy from Wayne? Yeah, yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on his name, too? Yeah, I know. So am I. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, I think that's driving me crazy. He was actually integral. I mean, he was he was there through a lot of dark days. Hold on. I got to look that up, though. Because yeah, yeah. Go ahead and look that up. I mean, it'll uh, pop. I, I said, if I didn't get it, I'd call you two in the morning when I wake up thinking about it. <laughs> David Lee. David Lee, thank there you. you. See, thank I, you. see, I'm not that old. I can still pull it out. Way to go, Rick. <laughs> I- Here's Taylor uh, Dubicus. Uh, hey, Rick. If NBA players don't have to go through the grind of an 82-game season, uh, how late do you think that they can play at a high performance level in the Big Three? Oh. Uh, well, there's some guys that are playing pretty darn good. Joe Johnson's kicking butt. I mean, he's still in great shape and doing a really good job. How's that kid? How's that kid you were talking about uh, who played for the Motor City? Jay, Jay, Jalen Johnson. He's uh, he, he he's nice. I like him. I mean, I I just I, this guy can pass. He, he can shoot the three point shot. He's right. I, he's 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 nice. I mean, I'm kind of shocked to be honest with you that some team doesn't have him on their roster. Same. Because he's because he really. He has some really nice skills and a really good guy. But what I love about him, just especially for the way the Warriors play, but guy, I mean, he makes you know, backdoor cut passes for guys. I mean, man, there's nothing like having a good passing big man. Just look at the Joker. Jeez. <laughs> you know? I mean, he, I, he's made some – I've seen this kid make some passes to some of the highlight stuff. They're unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I just have to have an opportunity to get him, you know, play a little bit more depending upon the – the opposition when we're going to be doing it, but yeah, but I like it. I'd like guys. He can knock the three down and put it on the floor, finish strong. He's 26. He's strong. I mean, he made a couple of great moves defensively. I mean, hell, he recovered on one shot and came over and boxed somebody's shot that, you know, my older center would have never been able to do that. I mean, he just wouldn't have been that quick and wouldn't have had the, the, the agility and the, the quickness to do that. So yeah, no, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I hopefully he gets a chance to do something, and hopefully he'll continue to contribute to what we're doing, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But I, 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 yeah, I'm really kind of dumbfounded when I saw that and saw that he was available, and I just, I just don't understand it because I see yeah. some people go out on the floor playing for some of these teams, and I'm going, my God, these guys have glaring weaknesses. 
I mean, glaring weaknesses. <laughs> There's so much incompetency in charge of things. Uh, here is Rob W. Hi, Rick. My name is Rob. I'm curious if you thought the coaching for the Warriors this year was up to snuff. Were there errors that Coach Kerr made, or are the other teams just getting better? Mm. I'd like to know your thoughts. Thank you. First of all, every coach makes mistakes. I mean, nobody's perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You I mean, wouldn't. You wouldn't. You are. Coach. And here's the thing. Sometimes great players can overcome your mistakes, okay, <laughs> at times. So, uh, yeah, every coach is going to make a mistake. But I think the second part of what you said is probably the most appropriate comment, and that is that of being better. And, and they, the talent is getting better. The Warriors are getting a little bit older. And they didn't have the personnel that they've had in the past from one to 10 or, you know, at least one to 10 that weren't as good as what they were in the past. And that's where it all falls into at least that one to 10. If you can go one to 12 with guys that are comparable ability, that's what our team was so good is that we had a whole bunch of guys on our 12 man roster, you know, that could play it. And so if somebody wasn't doing good, Al was, you know, not hesitant to put somebody else in and see what he was doing. And I think hopefully Steve will have that luxury to do that with the time that, that Moody got and all, he'll feel more confident being able to put them in and self so Clay's coming out and he's not shooting the ball well or whatever. Boom. You stick somebody else in there and give him an opportunity to do it. You, you can't, you, you can't just go too far, even with your great players, because every of them have been like, you well, with me, hell game seven, Western conference finals, 1975 took me out of the game halfway through the third quarter at home. Think about Why? that. What coach is going to take his top player out of a game and a playoff seventh game? In a Why? Playoffs? Why? Keep me out for the entire rest of the quarter and into the fourth quarter. Why? What was the justification? Because I was I was like two for fourteen. I couldn't put it in the ocean. <laughs> I, I, I was terrible, and, uh, and and the other guys did a great job. We had a double digit lead. I mean, deficit that we were facing. He took me out. When he finally put me back in, we were only down six. Okay, and fortunately for me, I played the last part of that fourth quarter the way I wish I had played the entire game. So it happens. It happens. It happens, you know, but 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 again, you know, that was a huge decision, you know, to have made. But, yeah, they make mistakes. I mean, I I think Steve could probably go back. Every coach can go back and watch every game. Why the hell I do that, man? I should have done this. I should have done that. Go back, you know, to the Warriors, all kinds of stuff in game when they lost the series to Cleveland. In Game Seven, I mean that was a that was a giveaway. I think. Yeah, I, I do think that was a giveaway. Um, and you know, of course, the worst thing of all was the BS that the NBA just suspended Draymond for what took place. I mean, I I go to my grave fighting that one. I mean, my God, LeBron should have been charged with a freaking flagrant foul for throwing throwing Draymond down to the court like he did, and then stepping over him. You well, know, Kiki, no Kiki. taunting and stuff. What the hell is that? That was horrible. And, and, and that, if, if that whistle had blown and they called the foul when he threw him down, what happened? Draymond's never would have occurred. He never would have gotten thrown out. And if he doesn't get thrown out, the Warriors don't lose that series. It's that simple. It is that simple. You're right. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Your buddy, Kiki Vandeweghe, is the one who issued the punishment. 
Do you ever have you ever brought that up with them and, and asked why? Or uh, no, I haven't been around and been doing everything. Right. I'll, I'll keep it in the back of my brain right now in the back burner. When I do see him, I'll jump his <laughs> ass over it. <laughs> or even bring him on the show. That'll be one hell of a uh, guest. Yeah, no, uh, that'd be good. I, maybe I'll do that because he's kind of sitting back, not doing much. And maybe I'll get him on sometime and talk to him about that'll it. That'd be yeah, amazing. Good idea. We'll get. I'll get Kiki on the show and I'll, I'll hit him with that question. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, here's a, a couple more. Some of the questions are about the draft and stuff. We're going to skip those. Here's a Lee Sembolis. Hey, Rick. If you look at the Warriors' current roster, what do you think the Warriors need to add to become contenders for an NBA title this coming season? Thanks, Rick. Well, I, I, personally, I think they need to get somebody that could be a little bit of a rim protector for them mm -hmm. uh, and some size. Just if nothing else, just to be able to match up some, I would think that would be the number one priority. They're so small right now. We just talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, although that's going to make it very intriguing. I'm looking forward to seeing how teams, what teams do uh, against them and what kind of lineup they put in. You know, do they put it in and try to match them or do they go with what they have and say, you guys have to worry about us? Right. You know, and I right. think. I was the other opposing coach. I'd say, well, hell with that. You know, you got to worry about us. What are you going to do to stop us with that bullshit team you have out there? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, hey, but just, no, seriously, Cyrus, think about it. Just think about over the years. Just think. I, I remember I was watching when Brent was playing and they had Muggsy Bogues was in the league, right? Spud Webb and these guys. Right. Brent's in the game who's six foot seven with long arms. I mean, he's got tremendously long arms and stuff. Can play in the post, can pass the ball. If he was playing for me, the moment Muggsy Bogues came to the game, I would have it known when we were playing them. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. The time when Muggsy comes in, here's what we're doing. We're posting Brent up. Okay, I'm posting Absolutely. Brent up every time against Muggsy. Let's let him wear him out. Absolutely. Right? Because yes. what's going to happen? You got to double. Well, now you're doubling. You got a guy who's a great passer. So you're going to get all kinds of open shots. Yep. So instead, they let him come in, up tempo, do stuff. And now he disrupts your team and, you know, Chuck, you get screwed up and playing that style with him in there. No. You're paying a price if you're bringing that little guy in the game. I'm sorry. And teams never did that. Yeah, that's weird. So in the same way, I, I talked, I remember when, when Baron Davis was with the team, we were on a cruise together. And I said, Baron, I'm going to tell you something, man. If I, if I would, if you were playing for me, when you were in the game, he was a big, strong guy, right? Yeah, he, he was, was, yeah. I would have, I said, I would have posted you up so often on your team because right. you would have killed the guys, guys down in there. And then you've got the freedom to pass it out. So if they double you, we're going to get all kinds of easy shots. See, to me, when I coached in the minor leagues, I had a guy with two guys that were six. One guy was six, two, one was six, three. They were a beast in the post, <laughs> a beast. And I posted them up all the time. It doesn't matter. You're going to have a, an inside game. It doesn't have to be a seven footer to give you an right. presence. I, I personally, I was, I'm a small dude, especially by NBA standards. I'm average height in real life, 5'10". But when I played basketball, even though I was small, I developed a post game early and I loved it. I love playing in the post. I feel like that's a lost art in the NBA today. I don't know. I don't know if you agree well, with that. I, I don't understand why they didn't work in having LeBron do more posting up with his strength at all. And then the right, other guy right. crazy that they hardly ever did post up was Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Who's a great free throw shooter? Why would he not have developed an incredible post up game? Because if you put one of these little guys on him, he can shoot over him stuff. But now you just post them up all the time. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm with 100% with you. Um, this game is not complicated, serious. There's five I, guys on the court. Cyrus, I mean, it's serious. Cyrus, down this court, it's five guys. I mean, how many? how much complexity can there be? It's not 11 guys on a football field. 
You know, it's a smaller court. There's only five people on it. There's only a certain number of things that you can do. Yep. And it's not really overly complicated, and yet we try to make it overly complicated. Agreed. Sometimes they try to make it too simplified, and there's too much, you know, give the ball or this can go one-on-one. I mean, you know, God, that's so bullshit. No. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I, I, uh, I've got a couple more here. Here's Jim Cleveland. Hey, Rick, do you uh, look at the Denver Nuggets as a type of team that will uh, make an extended run year in, year out in contention for uh, multiple NBA championships? Yeah, without question, if they keep the you know most of their personnel or replace some of the guys they're losing. But it was quick to see somebody take off and leave because he had that championship, and all of a sudden there was some more money laying out there. And so, well, I got my championship rings. You know, I'm going to go get them some money. Yep. And, you know, and hey, that's up to them. To me, they have so much money now. Your life is already set when you're making you already a multimillionaire. I mean, to me, I, I just still can't get it through my head, and it always will have bothered me. I never would have made the decision. Shaq and Kobe, crazy. I mean, the multiple championships those guys could have won if they stayed together, crazy. Yeah. You know, and then the other one right up there running one A and one B is Kevin Garnett. To, I mean, Kevin Durant to leave. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. You want to talk about that's even better than the Kobe and <laughs> Kobe and, Sha- and Shaq deal. I mean, I, I would have paid for so much less. I mean, I didn't play for a lot of money anyway, but my God, to be on that freaking team to play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson at the one and the two, and to have Kevin Durant playing the four. I mean, and I could play, and I would be the three on that team. I would think I died and went to heaven. Yeah, it's, it sucks. He left. <clears throat> I'm sure he, re- he regrets it, but you know. He had his reasons. Well, it hasn't worked out too well. No, and not at all. Not <laughs> at all. We'll see what happens in Phoenix. But, uh, yeah. Here's well, a, that, uh, that, that, turned into, that turned into a disappointment again this year as well. Now, I mean, what do you Brooklyn was, Brooklyn was a disaster. It was. Well, but I, I do like what they're doing. I, first of all, I love Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is a fantastic player. He's going to get his rings, I think, or at least a ring. But what do you what – do, do you like Phoenix, the way they're constructed now? they got Bradley Beal in that big trade. Uh, they still got DeAndre Aiden, so so I, I feel like they got a great team. It, I don't all, it all depends on how much, how well, not much is a bad word, how well they merge and mesh together mm-hmm. and become a team committed to winning and, again, put their egos in the closet. Right. Play Warriors-style basketball, which basically is basketball one-on-one. That's the way I was taught to play. Pass, move, cut, make the defense have to make decisions, make it more difficult on them, and have players who are smart enough to capitalize on it. So I even tell my players today when I'm coaching now in the big three, guys, we're only running this set so we know where we're going to be. But then everything is predicated, especially three on three, predicated on the defense. Take what the defense gives you. Know how to set your man up. I mean, that's one of the things my son Canyon was great at moving without the basketball. And John was great doing that as well. But I, I taught my guys, they, got, they were taught how to play the game. And playing the game right ways, learning how to play without the ball properly on both offense and defense. Right. Now you're, and you can get so many easy baskets, especially three on three, because the court's wide open. I pull, my, pull the other team's big man out because I have two big guys who can shoot the three. And, and they both can pass. But one of them, you know, Jalen can really pass it. And right. I'm trying to get my guys. And we've got a couple. 
but not as many as I think we should get as far as setting your man up properly to be able to do the back cuts and get those easy baskets. And, and, and that's the fun part of the game for me is you play head games with the other guy. You just screw his head up so bad. And, you know, then you get him and you do one thing and you get him with the back cut. The next thing you know, I did do back cut. Hell, he's falling backwards. Now I go wide open. I got a shot. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun it's, to play. Like, it is a crime that NBA teams have not utilized your, your knowledge of the game. I, I, it's insane to me. That's, it's a crime. Uh, are we going to see Canyon play for his dad in the big three? No, no, because he's, he's on the USA National Three. They almost won the gold with the World Cup again this year. I mean, right. for Dad's on the team. They have, Cyrus, I've never seen a ball so far into the basket that somehow came out. And if that shot had gone in, the Jimmer shot, they were, they were up 19-15 to the best team in the world, Serbia, in 3x3. And the ball came out. And it's 21 is the game. And so if it goes in, it's a two-point shot from outside there. So that was a game-winning shot. The game's over. They win the the gold medal. That's what it came down to? Oh, yeah. No. Then the ball comes out of the basket. Oh, my God. And then then Kareem Maddox, who's there, he goes up to get the rebound. The other guy in the other team grabs his arm and pulls it down. It hits this hand. It goes out of bounds. They give it back to the Serbian team. No foul. No, no foul. foul. And and it would have been foul. Two free throws for, for Kareem, who's a good free throw shooter, could have been the game, right? No foul. Then they have another play, and they come, and Canyon gets a pass from Jim, who tries to go, and he throws it to Canyon. He had a little short, like, six-footer, but that wouldn't have been the game. It would have been right. one point. And also, right. he went to go and get fouled, and he he did. I mean, he got freaking hammered. I mean, just bodied to death. And they didn't call the foul. No call. Oh. The ball gets knocked out. To one of their guys, a three point, and, and we don't, they don't get out, and he makes a two pointer. So now it's nineteen seventeen, and then they wind up getting another one when the guys didn't get a shot, and the, the guy's wide open, uh, and he he knocks one down instead of going out. Don't let him get it. They should have run out there, make him go by you. Don't give him a two, and so he makes that one, and then they turn the freaking ball over. It was so sad. I mean, they should have won, but anyway, that's what he's doing, and he. He kind of gave up on the thing with the five on five. I mean, it's hard when you're playing and you've got stats, your your free throws, your your field goals, and your three point shooting percentages are better than guys up on the parent team. Yes, six million who are making six million dollars a year, and you can't even get a ten day contract. Yeah, this league is just full of nincompoops. In charge. Well, no, what it is, what it is, I, I really found is this: is that so many of these general managers don't want to ever admit they made a mistake. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's ego. That's ego, and that is ego, and that's that's. I, I don't. I I'm such not a fan of that. I, anyways. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what's happening. I'll try to catch something and watch when they're they're playing, and try to watch the new Warrior guys and give you my thoughts. And please, yeah, I'd love your thoughts, especially on um, Brandon Pajemski, just because he was the first round pick. He's a little more raw, uh, but but he shot forty three percent from beyond the arc, uh, playing in Santa Clara, and he averaged nearly nine rebounds a game as a 6'5 guard. So, I mean, there's some things to be excited for there. He, he played in the California Classic, this exhibition tournament. Um, did so-so his first game, better second game. I would love your thoughts on him. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to hear yeah, that. We'll check him out and see what he is. And, and But what he does now doesn't have any bearing on anything at all. It's just what he does when the season starts and how he develops as the season progresses. That's going to be the most important element for it. But I'll be looking forward to seeing what they do with those roster spots that they have. Because right now, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't I'm not I don't know. I don't think that they have a roster that can 
vie for a championship. I'm right. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. It's agreed. Yeah, it's it's it, they're just too old and too small. I don't, and they're not deep enough. They don't have the depth. I, there's they have, they have issues. They have issues. Do you want to get one more question, or are you? Are we yeah, done? yeah, sure. Let's get one let's more. Get. Okay, here is a uh, Greg to finish it up. Uh, hey, Rick. Big money used to be a game. Money everywhere. Things moving really fast. Uh, new leagues forming. Big three, for example. College sports going crazy, NIL, transfer portal, coaches moving this in that direction. What's driving all this? When are we going to see saturation and when are we going to start to see fallout? Okay. Well, I, I think I think you're already seeing fallout. I mean, it's, it's really gotten kind of nutty. Um, I, I still can't. I just can't even fathom. I can't even comprehend the kind of money that these guys are getting to play basketball for one, one season. It's just beyond my comprehension, beyond anything that my wildest imagination could have ever come up with. Um, it, it's, it is nuts. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, the NIL thing is crazy. There's a kid playing at the university of Miami who wore my Jersey this year. They gave him my Jersey by accident, right? I would hope so. I mean, my Jersey's retired. Right. I think we, we okay. that's what you said, right? Or that's what they, you know, you know, they put the number on them and they said, Oh, we're going to put a thing in a patch with your name on it and everything. I said, look, I know you took your photos and everything. That's whatever. Okay. He is, he's making, he made more money this season playing for my alma mater than I made in my first, more than my first three full seasons playing in the NBA. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. That's rough. No, no, you don't have to apologize. I'm just saying this just shows. Yeah, but I feel crazy. bad. I mean, you because you, I mean you're one of the all-time greats. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's, it's irrelevant. That was my time. That's what happened. You know, I'm not know, but, those guys. But I'm just saying how crazy it is. It's just. But you built. But you built this. Like, like, like most people don't realize free agency exists because of you. I mean, you know, like, like the, the, everything is built off what happened in the past, and for the NBA, for these players to be making this kind of money, and, and a lot of them take it for granted. But it's built off the work of players like you, and, and it just sucks that you didn't make the kind of money they did. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know, time means everything in life. That's what it is. That's but I, true. Had great, I had a great, I had a great time. That I'd do it over again. Yeah, hell, I would. You know, and I told people, I mean, I would. And if I had, I don't live in the past, but if I had something to do over again, you know, I would prop, I would not have left the Warriors as long as I know I could be where I am now and have the wife that I have, the son that I have, the friends that I have. Uh, but everything in life happens for a reason. And, and, and if I had done something different, I would have screwed up the space time continuum. And <laughs> oh man, you are a legend, sir. When, when can we watch the next big three game? I'd love to watch. Well, they have them on. We haven't been on TV yet. They put up usually a couple of games on set, been on at CBS on the weekends. We had right. two so far, Chicago and Dallas, and we're in New York coming up at Arthur Ashe stadium. This, uh, this coming Saturday we play. And, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, no, we play, no, we play Sunday, Sunday, not Saturday. We play Saturday. Uh, we, but not I, televised, though. Not play Sunday. Televised. But they usually have two games, but they're streaming them. They're streamed, I think, on big3.com or something. Okay, there we go. All right. I, I want to see this. See, you can get to see the other games, and hopefully you'll see. I, I really was really pleased. In fact, a lot of people came up to me and, and said, wow, Kim, you guys played so well. And we did. We shot the hell out of it, but we played good, unselfish, smart, 3x3 type of basketball, pass, move, cut, do the things you need to do, um, and and shot ourselves in the foot. In the other game, we played so poorly at the start of the game, and we came back from an eight-point deficit to be only down two at halftime. And then we were up 42 to 40 going to a game of 50. And uh, unfortunately, we you know had a missed free throw, so that was two points that we lose on that. So instead of being up 44-40, 
And then here's the one that I'm going to tell you about. This is they got to change this rule and stuff. And I think it's in basketball the same way in regular basketball. So my my guy Jody is driving. Jody Meeks is driving to the basket, and it looked to me like he maybe he got fouled. Ball went out of bounds. They give us the ball. Gilbert Arenas, former Warrior, but Gilbert is coaching the other team. He challenges the call. Really? So, You're okay. So they so they review the call. They review the play. Perfectly obvious. Jody gets freaking fouled and grabs yeah. his freaking arm. I mean, that's why the ball hit him going out of bounds. So they blew the call in the first place. It should have been their ball, but first of all, they blew the foul. It should have been a foul on them with Jody getting two a free throw for two points. As it is, they watch the replay. They overlook and disregard the fact that he got fouled for the ball to go out of bounds. He gave the ball back to the other freaking team oh. at the end of the game when it was a critical freaking possession. I mean, I'm going, are you kidding me? And I talked to the, the head of the officials. I said, look, I understand oh. that is. I said, but you, the worst case scenario should have been, okay, listen, shit, we blew the foul. That's what caused the ball out of bounds. So let's, we'll just let the play stand as it is and give the ball back to the ball hogs, which is what they should have done. But they didn't. They ignored the fact that the foul caused the ball to go off my guy and missed the foul and rewarded the other freaking team for it. That's, That's wrong. That is wrong. You know, that's wrong. Because I have, if you can correct the mistake, a human error that's made, then it should be corrected in all sports. And that's why I love, ten, I love tennis with the challenges on the line calls. I'm, I'm because, 100% with you. 100% yeah, with you. Because I'm watching Wimbledon now and all. There was a call the other day. I'm telling you, that ball, it was so, I mean, the most minute portion of that ball in the shadow was showing that it did touch the service line. So the ball was good. But, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, because the human eye can't see that stuff. So I love that kind of stuff. And so anytime yeah. they go and they, you can get a replay to definitively show what actually transpired. And if it overrules the human error on the call, then by God, it should be done. 49ers lost the Super Bowl because of it. Oh, which the way which Super Bowl are you talking about? Which one? Well, there was something that happened that they should have you know done. And they just didn't, you know, the review was about something. They missed it. They missed the play. Gotcha. I, I remember uh, in '98, the, they benefited from a lack of replay. Uh, Jerry Jerry Rice fumbled it, but the refs missed that. And but I, I'm with you. I, I I'm a I'm a fan of replay. I don't. If you can correct it, why not correct it? I, I'm totally with you. By the way, I'm at the uh, the website right now. Uh, it's big3.com, and that's where people can check out uh, highlights, information. I'm sorry, you, you cut out there for a second. Apologize. What? Oh. Love, I love Leandro is such a great person. Uh, one of my favorite pictures that I've ever had taken of me doing something. I'm going to see if I can hold it up to the camera. Oh, I can't because I'm on the phone here. Uh, it's it's a picture of him with our heads, foreheads are touching after a game. Uh, the guy is unbelievable. I mean, and he's still quick as quick as could be to get into the basket at 40 years of age. My God, incredible! But such good, such a good, good person. I I, I was really happy for him with. Uh, his opportunity to go with Sacramento and the Sacramento team's going to be a tough team. Malik Monk. And uh, he really has improved this game. I saw him playing college. My son played against Kentucky when he was at Florida and I got to see Monk there, and, but he's, he's become a you know, nice outside shooter. He attacks the basket really well. Uh, nice talent, you know, really a nice talent, a nice young man. I met him at a card show up in Sacramento, but I'm hoping. Yeah. I saw that. Well, well, yeah, I yeah, I saw that picture, and Rick, the picture you're talking about with you and Leandro having this this sentimental moment. 
people can see all that on your Instagram account and you have the same handle for all social media. It's at Rick 24 Barry. Uh, there's a new social media app out called threads. You're going to be on there as well, regardless of what it is at Rick 24 Barry. And I recommend people follow you on Instagram because those pictures are there and they're awesome, including the Malik Monk picture and you with uh, Leandro. So yeah. all right. Well, listen, everybody, uh, Enjoy your summer, uh, you know, when we feel that it's apropos to possibly come uh, on the air again to talk about some things. If some really transpire and take place, we'll come up and give you our thoughts on it. Uh, meanwhile, um, yeah, just just gonna, Cyrus is going to continue to continue to be an expert in the salary cap issue. Going to try, going to try. Uh, <laughs> but just to let people know real quick, uh, if you if you're watching this live right now and you missed the beginning, um, we repost all these, either subscribe to the Rick Berry show on any podcast platform. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we repost it there. Uh, so just search Rick Berry wherever you go and, and the show will come up. So Rick, this is always a pleasure right. for me. We sir. also got to tell the people go to medicinaleaf.com, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com, or go to aloemd.com, com A L O E md.com and to go sleeves g-o-s-l-e-e-v-e-s.com and just read about them there this you know kinesio tape is in the go sleeves unbelievable product i use it all the time when i'm playing my pickleball i never play pickleball without them on my knees the, the sleeves they have for knees they've got it for your calf achilles elbow whatever awesome product the runners are going nuts over this stuff you can read about it on the site read about lomd and our new uh ultra repair x product that's the people in the pickleball world are just absolutely loving this stuff. These guys come in and get all lathered up and whatever, do out and play. Awesome product. I, I live every day with that stuff. And, and Medicinaleaf actually provides the cannabinoids to go into the AlloMD product. And they also have some other products. They have a Platinum Pro Sab that I've never seen anything else with, like 5,500 milligrams of a combination of cannabinoids that's really awesome. So give it a try mm. if you got aches, pains, or whatever, and read about it. And put RB, my initials, RB, small r, small b, 24, uh, into the code for all three of those sites, and you will get a very nice discount. Hope oh, I, I hope that those I hope they, that the products work for you as well as they work for me, and uh, it's great. And I'm I'm glad they simplified the the promo code, so now it's the same one for all three. RB twenty right. four. Yeah, exactly. You made RB twenty four for all of them, and then uh, I'm working. I got another one that I'm doing stuff with snoring device that actually helps snoring. Sixty five percent of men and forty five percent of women in the world snore. This has ninety one percent effectiveness for snoring. It's uh, Pretty oh, remarkable, okay. and uh, I'm going to have to get something, you know, for that to throw that out there for people that have an opportunity to to get some of that. But anyway, life is good. Uh, I'm excited, and uh, look forward to the next show. And God bless everybody, yes, and sir. hope you and your families have a, a beautiful, blessed summer. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.